Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower and I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page on warn-usa.com. You can find the WIBR Warren Radio on usa.life, MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Tumblr, Pure Social, Spreely, and Linktree. And you can listen to our shows on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. You can also find Warren Radio on the following website streamers, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, Podchaser, and Verbal. And don't miss these posts on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. America's Faithful Wise Political Servants Who are the wise among us? In our churches, political debates, and in life, who are these people? America Uncovered Truth Unveiled As Psalm 2 in the King James Version asks, Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? Today the world of men and nations. Prophetic Battle Awakening to Truth You and I must have the courage to say to our enemies, There is a price we will pay, there is a point beyond which they must not advance. And releasing the captives, our Lord, our Messiah, and our God purposed one thing. The anointing is demonstrated in releasing the captives. Praise God Almighty. Amen. And the latest post on warn-usa.com. Is Global Advocacy Christian Gospel Classic Warren Radio features in-depth updates from Nepal, Pakistan, India, Egypt, United Kingdom prison, United States prisons, and the episode of Christian Gospel News. And don't miss this post, Isaiah's Vision and Commission Prophetic Book Part 7 on Battle Lines. Isaiah's series is now on part 113. Isaiah is one of the most prophetic and metaphoric works in scripture today. And we are announcing the book, The Rising, by the watchman Dana Glenn Smith. It's just released in our bookstore on danaglennsmith.com. And you can go to the featured page on danaglennsmith.com slash shop and that's where you'll see the featured book page and The Rising is a Christian fiction thriller 
When he who opposes rises, believers overcome by faith, we introduce a former black ops sniper named Mac. He is hardcore and one of the best at what he does. He, his work is secretive, elusive, and necessary, but he wanted out. You could also find the book on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Ingram, Walmart, Google Play, Angus and Robertson, and many more, and any bookstore can order it for you. And the rising ebook can be found on Google Play. And be sure to sign up for the War the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter by going to DanaGlynSmith.com. And you can also visit the bookstore and our resource media. And now I welcome in the Watchmen. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. What's happening in the world today? Do you want me to tell you now? <laughs> well, we probably don't have enough time on the show tonight. Well, at any rate, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. How are you doing? You know, little birdie told me that you would be okay. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I mean, from social media, the social media today was terrible. Not surprising. No. Uh, and... It's not that they were lying or being terrible. It's just, you know, relating some of the stuff. And I know uh, our friends down in the Philippines will appreciate this. Uh, uh, one thing on on uh, CloudHub was all about the Catholic Church. And I've, I've had friends that, that were Catholics. I've had good friends that were Catholics. Relatives. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> there are... You know, of course, I was in, um, you know, when I first began the, the many, many years ago, getting ready to go into the ministry. I mean, this is when we first went out. There was like eight or nine or ten couples from our church that went into the ministry, and Tower and I were one of those couples. We were all friends. We knew each other. At any rate, uh, the charismatic movement was really big back then. And a lot of Catholics got saved. I mean, really saved. So at any rate, uh, on CloudHub, this guy had went through the alphabet. And for every letter of the alphabet, he had something on there from the Catholic Church that showed, uh, you know, the whore of Babylon. And some, of them, some of them were really uh, pretty um, graphic raunchy maybe i didn't see <laughs> at any him. rate I don't know. well you know and uh, you know the bottom line of it is is that 
whether you're in the Catholic Church or in the Baptist Church or in the Mormons, you need to be born again. That's right. Amen. And you need to receive the Lord. John chapter 1, be born again of the Spirit. John chapter 3, you have to confess your sins. Uh, and you can read about confession of all that stuff in Romans 3 through 7. And you can get, a, get an overview on what to do when you're connected to the Lord by reading all of 1 John. But focus on 1 John 1 uh, for the first part of that. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So those are the things you need. You need to repent. You, you need to do those things. And see, for years and years, we spent our time going through, you know, telling everybody they had to say a little prayer. Uh, like the Bill Bright crusade would go through and call people up and lead them through the four spiritual laws. And those are all good and well, but a lot of people did them and then they never did go back, you know. And even in the, you know, having a prison ministry, I remember, uh, you know, I <clears throat> visited this guy and, uh, you know, came to know him and I prayed with him and he received the Lord and we were happy and he got out and, well, I guess he forgot about the commitment. But at any rate, we see a lot of that, you know. That's right. So make no mistake, this is a relationship. <clears throat> and you need to nourish that relationship, whether you're a new believer or you're an older believer. You know, you need to be found in the Lord. It's not just about receiving him. It's about being in him and being faithful. God doesn't call you, you know, to be successful in the eyes of the Lord, he calls you to be faithful. Period. And if you really want to look at mammon and money, although we need it to exist, it's known as filthy lucre in Scripture. And this filthy lucre is what George Soros uses to fund the overthrow of the United States. And George Soros is a backslidden Jew who gotten in mixed up in Germany in Hitler's time. <clears throat> and he's not the only one. So Judgment Day is coming. And there's a lot of these people that are causing tremendous trouble in this country. And if the churches don't wake up and if the people don't wake up, there isn't going to be America here to pay attention to. But I've asked the Lord many, many years uh, for mercy in the midst of judgment. But <clears throat> we've been talking. I've been warning. Tower's been with me. We've been warning about judgment on America for well over two decades. And so when judgment begins to come, <laughs> we're not surprised. We may not like to go through it, but, <laughs> you know. Not at all. We're not surprised. This country has some very terrible appetites. And I'm not talking about food appetites. So at any rate, we got to get going with this. But, okay, uh, tonight on the show is King of Jacob brings us to part 114 in Isaiah's very moving and prophetic book. As we read the prophecies of Isaiah, we find much to bring us to the current day and age. There is no doubt 
we can learn much from history. And this history we speak of is biblical, prophetic, and full of truth. And now back to you. I'll see you on the other side. Okay. Well, we're in Isaiah 41, and we've been there for a while. And uh, verse 20 is where we're at. And, of course, we are dealing with uh, the prophecies of Isaiah concerning Judah. And we've gone through the whole gamut of the prophecies against Judah, warning him in the beginning, um, you know, the nation itself, the prophecies of the coming judgment uh, with Babylon in 70 years in captivity, and then the promises that uh, Judah was going to be delivered and brought back to Jerusalem. And within that is God emphasizing uh, for their sake, I think, as you know, very much so, to convince them uh, of the power of the Lord to do this. And when you look at the world today with a serious eye, we are on the glimpse of the apocalypse right now. And the nations are just raging. And, you know, the other day, Earlier this week, I was uh, went through the news. It was early in the morning, just to take a look at some things. And everywhere I looked, there was something going on in in a nation. And you know, you can see the raging of nations and the people in those nations imagining vain things. And, of course, America does not have the exclusivity of, you know, not wanting to walk in the moral um, subjections and laws of the Lord. And that's what Psalm 2 is about. They want to cast the bonds that God has placed through his eternal word far from them, and they have in America because now, you know, we think of critical race theory, but we have all kinds of ideas and genders now. God made it easy. In the beginning, God created male and female. Dear God in heaven, now we got everything. And, uh, and of course, on social media, you have some of these guys, uh, these people show up. You can't call them guys. You can't even call them girls because half of them get mad because they're, Alan Starbuck from Pluto or something. I'm a non-binary individual. Are you really? Well, you know, when you get in the computer age, I can see why you're calling yourself binary, but you're not near as binary as what they're wanting to create. And so when we look at Isaiah, we don't see the technology. We don't see the advancement, but what you do see is the manipulation of nations. You see nations like Babylon that can come and take Judah captive and keep them there for 70 years. And then you see another nation like Persia led by Cyrus, called of God as his anointed, to go into Babylon and overthrow it and release the Jews, tell them to go home and build the temple and rebuild Jerusalem. See, 
And it's still war. In, in our day and age, we're going to wind up with the nuclear holocaust probably. And eventually, as Peter says, the world's, uh, uh, you know, everything in the world is going to be destroyed by fire. And Peter concludes that by saying, uh, what manner of men ought you to be in all manner of holy conversation or living? Yeah, I mean, if you're going to be totally destroyed and wind up before the Lord and the great white throne judgment or, you know, at the judgment seat of Christ, yeah, you want to consider how you should act before you get destroyed, you would think. But see, in the world today, we don't care. We we have so much chaos, everybody worrying about me and my rights. We have no civility, and there's a lot of things we see that show us absolutely that we're on the crux of uh, uh, tremendous change here, especially in America. And are we going to be able to creep back and get out of this? Biden, for his part, Half the time, you don't even know where he's at. Him and Kamala don't even get along from what I've seen. But yet Biden's done more to destroy America in his feeble old age and not even having, you know, a comprehensive uh, mind to think clearly at times um, because he has something wrong with him and they won't tell us. But he's done more in that stage to bring America to its knees than Obama did with all of his engineering stuff, you know, manipulating and things like that. And, of course, he's in the back of the, of the scene doing some more of it. And so when you see that, the overthrowing of nations, and you see another aspect of America and the world that want to believe, that, that want to hold on to the morals of God, who want to do things that are right, and they want God. They want the nation that's righteous. They want to make America great. But we've got the Democratic Party who are basically uh, organized communists. And they don't see it like that. And there's a lot of others. And then we got all these people coming across the border that come up here to want to live and be free like us. But uh, they don't want to follow our rules. And they don't, uh, you know, they just want to have all the rights and not know what a constitution is, not know what America's founded on. They have not a clue. So they will be ruled by another third world ruler when they get up here. That is why they're coming up here. That's why Obama wanted them up here, why Joe Biden opened it up, because they will vote Democratic, they think, and they probably will. And these people, all of them, are used to third world dictators down in South America or wherever they've come from. But see, the America, as it used to be, which was established on a righteous mode, beginning with the pilgrims and the original covenant that they had made along the shore there, that had been blessed by God. And God blessed America. But since then, we have become unclean. So what happens when a nation like America becomes unclean? And what happens to Judah, one of the premier, I mean, you had the northern tribes. They had already been carried captive. And then you have Judah. And they had sinned against the Lord. Now, see, their sentence is over. And so now in verse 20 says that they may see and know and consider and understand together that the hand of the Lord has done this. The Holy One of Israel has created it. See, they knew they sinned. After 70 years, you would get that. 
You're in Babylon for 70 years, three score and 10, which we would just call a generation. And people argue over that. Well, that's not a generation. Well, it is a generation. It may not be the kind of generation you think it is, but it's a generation. It's pretty close to a generation. But at any rate, whether you call it a generation or not, it's 70 years, and 70 years is a long friggin' time. Because the original ones who had caused all the trouble would have been dead. And some of their kids would have been middle age, and their kids would have been grown up and probably in their 20s or 30s. And most of them would have forgot the law totally. They wouldn't even know what Judah is about. Matter of fact, there was a lot of them. You know, and, and of course, when you study history, we have Jews around the world. Why? Because they were scattered. And it's all because of sin. Now, what makes you think that God is going to judge Judah and the northern tribes and he's not going to do anything about the pagan Gentiles? He's not going to do anything about America and the way she does things. She's not going to do anything about communist China and what they do or North Korea. <clears throat> well, I got news for you, kids. It's not time for a lot of them. But you see, the point of it here is what God wanted them to know is that when they see this, finally, and the heavy hand of the master is removed by a Persian king who was very, very powerful, and he came in for one purpose. Now, see, he didn't really know this purpose, but he was purposed to know what to do. Because God called him. And it doesn't mean that God endorsed everything this guy did, but he was a tool to use in the day of judgment to bring down Babylon, to free his people and bring them back and complete a prophecy that he had said, and also allow the promises all the way back from David to flow through to bring in the Messiah during the Roman Empire. That's the kind of God we're getting at. Now, if you think God can look that far ahead, don't you think he can look ahead to our modern day and know what's going on? Don't you think he knows he has believers here? Remember the famed uh, phrase, I have 7,000 that have not bowed the knee to Baal. And the ones who were bowing the knee to Baal were Israelites who should have known better. And it was Elijah and the prophets of Baal. By the time Elijah got done, there wasn't many of them prophets of Baal left. And Jezebel got mad and she was going to hunt him down and kill him. So he ran and saw the Lord. And up in the cave, the God said, what are you doing here? Good grief, he's a mighty prophet of God. And he had to run and hide in the cave because he feared this witch. He was known for calling fire down on troops and things. People were coming to get him to kill him. The prophets in the end days in Revelation will do the same thing. They will use fire that will come out of their mouth, literally. You'll think, well, that's just word. No, it's going to be fire. Why did I know that? Because they're patterned after the Old Testament prophets. Not, not patterned after the prophets you see in the New Testament church. We're talking Old Testament fire of God stuff. The Lord is done messing around. His grace is over with. He's come out of that temple interceding for you. He's on that horse and he's coming down as Lord of Lords and King of Kings. And he's bringing hell down. 
And so that's why verse 20 says that they may see and know and consider and understand who did this. And yes, he's going to help them get back to where they should have been. But they lost, but God reinstated. And that's why I tell people all the time that in the midst of judgment, it's redemptive. No matter what God is doing in America, it is aimed at bringing this country to repentance. And some of them will come. And there's those that won't. And some of them think they're okay, and they're not. And churches will be judged by the fire of God. God is going to know everything that you do in there. So there was a pastor. He decided he would dress up as a woman in a <laughs> in some kind of a show where men like to dress up like women and look like women. And he was a pastor. Well, that impressed the church so much they got rid of him and now they're trying to reinstate him by putting him through counseling. He don't need counseling. He needs to repent. He needs the power of God to burn that stuff out of him. That's anathema with God. You want to know why America's falling down? Because of pastors like that. We don't have no salt left. We don't have a burning fire of the Holy Ghost. We wouldn't know left from right and goodness from bad. We know nothing here. We're just like Paul says. Ever learning and never able to know the love of the truth. And that's exactly what was going on in Judah. They had the temple. We have churches. They had their priests. We have pastors. They had their prophets. We got our prophets. And we've had some of the biggest evangelists on the face of the earth, and even to this day, who are preaching to this country. Billy Graham preached more to Americans than anybody I know. And yet, for all of the technology we have, and every bit of knowledge we have, and as many blessings as we've had, and as many churches and Bibles and preachers and synagogues and everything that we've had, we are filthy in the eyes of God. So as we go through Isaiah, you'd better understand one thing, kids. This may be Old Testament, but it's screaming to the New Testament church today. That you may see and know and consider and understand together that the hand of the Lord has done this. The Holy One of Israel has created it. And today this Father and our God has set forth His Son, Yahshua. And He is Lord of Lords and King of Kings. And when you go to Revelation 1, He calls Himself the Almighty. And when He get down to Revelation 22, He says, He that is wicked, let him be wicked still. He that is righteous, let him be righteous still. You follow it down a little bit more. And He says, Because I come quickly and my reward is with me. If you're going to be wicked, he's going to give you a wicked man's reward. If you're a righteous man, you're going to have a righteous man's reward. That is the way this God works. God hasn't just posted off and said sin is okay. He didn't just say that, yeah, you can go ahead and do that, but he is allowing men to make their choices. There's a fire burning today that you need to listen to. There's a fire of the Holy Ghost. And this fire of the Holy Ghost is telling you that you need to wake up. You shouldn't be rejoicing before God. You should be on your knees praying and wailing before God for mercy. 
And if you're saved, it's not mercy for you. Don't be so self-centered. There are millions of people that need help. There's millions of people that need to repent. And you got countries going into the pit of hell. Why? Because they're going to head that way. God isn't going to save nations. He saves people. He saves souls. He doesn't save dirt. This planet Earth, he's going to burn it and plant it anew. What does he need this old corrupted stuff for? You see, Judah would and did become delivered from Babylon. And through Judah came the promise of the greater son of David, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ. Today we find Israel and the Gentiles grafted into the vine, which is Jesus Christ. In John 15, he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Now you see, when we talk about Isaiah, you can get up into Isaiah 66. Verse 22, For as the new heavens and the new earth which I will make shall remain before me, saith the Lord, so shall your seed and your name remain, and it shall come to pass that from one new moon to another, from one Sabbath to another, shall all flesh come to worship before me, saith the Lord. Second Thessalonians uh, 8 says, In flaming fire, taking vengeance upon them that know not God and obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now you see, these scriptures, they're going hand in hand. We're in the new covenant. At the time we're talking about with Babylon and Judah, that was the old covenant. But those prophets were still preaching speaking words of anointing that were prophecy that would come to pass and were the beneficiaries of those prophecies and what God was doing. You see, in certain sections here, Isaiah 41, we got down with Isaiah 20. We have a little shift here. And see, here we have the enemies of the Jews that God is addressing. And the Lord challenges them to give any power or divinity of their idols. You see, God called the end from the beginning. In, in verse 21, it says, Produce your cause, saith the Lord. Bring forth your strong reasons, saith the king of Jacob. You see, <clears throat> the world is very good about telling you about the other gods. The Christians... When we talk about Christianity worldwide and globally, we do our advocacy for the persecuted church. And the heathen are always mad at the Christians. And the Christians can get beat up and killed and murdered, women raped, robbed, whatever. And the world never does anything. The Christians wind up persecuted, oppressed, and dead. Well, gee, that's sorry. People do a story on it, maybe. 
And today, we have more blood of Christians being shed, more oppression of Christians at any time. Even in America, there's more of that going on here, the oppression of Christians, than we have had. We also have an onslaught of hate the white man, hate the conservative, hate the Trump supporters. I mean, they hate everybody, except for those who are just like them. And this gives them lead to go into the stores, 70 or 80 of them at a time, and loot it. So the stores, for instance, in Los Angeles, has gotten so bad they've changed their hours. And they're trying to crack down. I heard an interview by an <clears throat> authority figure there, a policeman, who said, we tell people don't even come downtown. He says, until we get rid of the governor and those who are doing this, we can do nothing. And there are like, I think it's 15 states. There's a lot of states today, right now, that have the highest crime rate they've ever had. And they're all run by Democrats. And, of course, they're all trying to bring in socialism. And they don't prosecute People can commit a crime, and they can be out instantly because of laws. Now, I'm telling you this because this is what happens when you're lawless. Paul talks about lawlessness in the phrase, mystery of iniquity. That's an end-time phrase. When we talk about the beast of Revelation 13, he is of the lawless one. And in order for him to come up in, he's got to be lawless. Now see, when you look at Judah, they fell away simply. They got rich. And of course, Isaiah talks about this too, calling them your sister Sodom. And the two important things, and whenever you mention Sodom, people think, well, yeah, sodomy. No. The first thing mentioned was pride. The other was fullness of bread. In other words, they had a good economy. Everything was fine. They were full. They were living in the lap of luxury. God had blessed them. They had plenty of crops. But they had defiled the temple. They were serving other gods. Now, you fast forward ahead to America, we're not a theocracy, but God had blessed us. But we murder babies today with no afterthought. We're corrupt, and we don't care. But there's someone that does care. China's corrupt. The Communist Party challenges God. North Korea does the same thing. Russia is indifferent to God. Great Britain believes in its king and its uh, constitutional system that they have there. Not a constitutional, not like ours, but a parliamentary system. They went through World War II. They'll get through this. But there was a thousand pastors that stood up and said, we're going to keep our church op churches open and we're going to preach the word of God no matter what you do. They're not supposed to have them. Church. 
Gavin Newsom did the same thing in California. And up in uh, Canada, they're doing that. We've got friends in Canada. We've got friends in the UK. We've got friends in New Zealand. We've got friends in Australia. We've got friends in the Philippines. The WIBR Warren Radio, for these over two decades, we have had friends from virtually every place on earth. And I'm here to tell you that there are Christians everywhere. There are miracles and signs and wonders going on. And the devil is mattered in hell, and he's going to bring down every nation he can get his hands on. And America is on his target list, and all the cards are stacked against this nation because this nation is unbelieving. The churches think they're rich and in need of nothing. And whenever I see America like this, and then I look at Judah, Judah came out of it. Judah is in the land. And they're about ready to go through Jacob's trouble. But see, when we talk about Jacob's trouble, it's not just for Jacob. It's for all the tribes in in Israel today, you don't have all the tribes represented. They've still got to get there. So God says to the heathen, Okay, if your gods, if your idols are so strong, then let them deliver you out of my hands. Matter of fact, we had a testimony from the mission field. And it's always about a pastor who goes around and people call him. In India, the Hindus do this a lot. There's a lot of them that hate these pastors. But with COVID and these other things, the Hindus are getting sick. And some of these pastors have a gift. So they call the pastor up. They happen to run into him. And in this case, it was an imam. And he talked to the imam about the Lord. And the imam was sick. His household was sick. He's tried every prayer he could do. He's appealed to Allah. Nothing. They were sicker than dog. He gave him Psalm 91 and a couple of other scriptures. He told him, pray those three times a day. And, of course, he prayed with them before he left, and they got better. Well, eventually, the imam and his whole family got saved. Because guess what? Produce your cause, Isaiah forty-one twenty-one says. Bring forth your strong reasons, saith the king of Jacob. What are your strong reasons why I can't do this? What are your strong reasons to stop me? Okay, America, what is your strong reasons why God can't bring you down? Bring you down. Okay, China, what is the strong reason I can't just deal with you? According to my righteous ways. North Korea the same way. What makes you think that a Buddhist can deliver himself from me? Or a heathen, or an unbeliever, an agnostic. Are you really that blinded that you look in the mirror every day and say, I can deliver myself from the Holy One of Israel? 
Well, I got news for you. That's exactly had to come to mind of the chief high priest in Jerusalem and the prophets and the political leaders as well as the common people because they were God's people. God was called the God of Israel. And they had his temple. They had his temple priests. They had his prophets. But if you read Isaiah, find out they were all astray. Read Jeremiah. He gets into it even dirtier to tell you really what they were getting into. They didn't think God would do that. Produce your strong reasons. There's no doubt about it. You get in Revelation 1, verse 8, it says, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is, which was, which is to come, the Almighty. You want to look up the word Almighty? You're going to find it in the Old Testament a lot. Now, the Lord didn't come out. Now, this says Almighty. But when he was walking the earth, he proved that he was Almighty by the miracles that he did. When he raised Lazarus, he proved he was the resurrection and the life. Verse 22 of that says, Let them bring forth and show us what will happen. Let them show the former things what they may be, that we may consider them and know the latter end of them, or declare us things to come. If you are so powerful, China, if you are so powerful, American Senate, the presidency, the governors, the people of America, if you're so powerful, China, and your million-man army, North Korea, India full of Hindus, many of whom get saved. Then bring forth your strong cause. Show me. Because I'm bringing this to pass. And as I bring this to pass, you show me how you're going to stop the tribulation. You show me how, how you're going to stop me from judging your nation for your wickedness. And when you stand before me in the white throne judgment, you show me, for I will have your gods here lined up in a pile because they are not gods at all. They are demons. And right now they're sitting in the lake of fire. Go ahead, show me. You wanted to know what a real prophet was in the Old Testament? Yeah. You didn't deal. The saying was, fear God and the prophets. We don't fear these preachers. We don't fear their churches. We don't even believe in their gods as we should. We've got doctors. What do we need? What do we need a God that heals for? I'll tell you why. I've been saying this years ago. And one of the things that I was telling Tower many years ago. 
we have to trust and believe in divine healing and the miracles of God. Because there's going to come a time that the hospitals ain't going to help you. And that's exactly what they've been doing in America around the world. Matter of fact, people have died because these doctors are so foolish. They won't even let these people get the surgeries they need unless they get the the jab. Well, one guy was on a waiting for a another, I can't remember what it was, a liver, liver or something. He was on a waiting list. And they're going to take him off the waiting list unless, unless he had the jab. He was getting sicker by the moment, so he relented. He died shortly after that from the after effects of the COVID jab. Now, they won't report that because they don't. But he died right after the jab. You have to be able to touch the throne of God because he is able. Because the word that says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, that is going to be the truth for you and I and these generations. We have to stand up and thus saith the Lord. Yahshua healed everybody that came to him. There's no reason he can't heal and deliver you from COVID. Matter of fact, all you need to do is get some of the right vitamins and you'll be fine. But we have liars and thieves and cheats and demons and devils that are in all of our nations today, well entrenched by the devil. And they're taking something that has, I think, it's just a 1% death rate and lying and cheating about that and forcing a world global lockdown. Which, And some of them, like the Swedes, are using the, a little microchip. Now see, all of this is leading to the beast and the mark of the beast. But yet that could be several generations away. But see, we are getting trained for the mark and globalism. And all the time, the Catholic Church, especially under John Paul, was trying to get all the Gentiles together under the Catholic Church. No matter what they believed. But see, in Isaiah 41, he's directly talking to the enemies of Judah. Are you going to stop me? When did you create all things? I called everything in the beginning. You wouldn't even have a planet if I didn't call this thing in. You wouldn't even be alive if I hadn't created man. You wouldn't even have a spirit if I didn't blow it into you. That's why the angel says, who is man that thou art mindful of him? But God loves us. That's why he sent his son to die for us. 
And when you start talking about who has declared, there's a lot of that. Because that's a theme of the Lord's. Isaiah 42, 9, Behold, the former things are come to pass, and new things do I declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. Isaiah 43, 9 through 12, but you just get this one. He talks about you are my witnesses. Isaiah 45, 21, who has declared this from the ancient time? Who, ha who hath told it from that time? Have not I the Lord? There is no God besides me, a just God, a Savior. There is none beside me. Isaiah 48:14 All ye assemble yourselves and hear which among them has declared these things He called the end from the beginning Now look and see what Joshua did John 13:9 Now I tell you before it come that when it is come to pass you may believe that I am he Now further he told the Jews unless you believe that I am he you will die in your sins the same thing applies today to everybody not just the Jews he was talking to. In verse 13, Howbeit when he the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whosoever he shall hear, whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. That's what the Spirit of God will do. That's why I'm able to know certain things ahead of time, way before a lot of people. But see, everyday Christians can have the same thing. We get the reports coming in from overseas. I had a friend, and, a, friend a prophet, a Jewish prophet who's dead, but he used to tell me that the pastors, when he would go over there and do his meetings, this was in Africa, and uh, they got to the point where they wouldn't tell anybody where the meetings are because the enemy always found out. So they stopped telling people, and uh, the people, the pastors, were told to pray. Because if you can't pray through and find out where God's going to be, then you shouldn't be a pastor. And he says, that's how we've been able to escape the enemy. Now, you hear a lot of the, of the Christians that are dying overseas in their churches. That's because they stay there. They advertise it. There's nothing in Scripture that tells you to stay in that church building and get killed. Matter of fact, he told the apostles when they met certain resistance, he says, flee. So the essence of what I'm saying is, as we're going through Isaiah, people think that this is so different. But Isaiah is a reflection of what we're looking at today. Whether you know about it, Gentiles, you're in bondage right now. See, Judah was just in bondage for 70 years. Most Gentile nations have been in bondage a lot longer than that. We live with our bondage. It's time to throw off that bondage, those yokes. In Isaiah 41:23, the Lord challenges the enemies 
of God and of Israel, show the things that are to come hereafter, that we may know that you are God's. Yea, do good or do evil, that we may be dismayed and behold it together. And like Albert Brooks uh, or Barnes says, the prediction of future events is the highest evidence of omniscience and of divinity. And the Lord told us of future events, Matthew 24, Luke 21, Mark 13, Revelation, <laughs> just to name a few. You see, these idols, these gods that the nations are calling upon, you need to do something. And oh, we give so much power to Satan. And I've run across a lot of Satanism in America now. A lot of it. you got to understand, you can fight that. Don't be so afraid. But you got to pray every day. You got to bind the enemy. You've got to bind the spirits of darkness. And when you know something specific, then you may need to fast and pray. But see, there's, there's a time known as the power of darkness. And that's when Yahshua was put on the cross. And in that hour of darkness, Christ was hung upon the tree and darkness was happy. But what they didn't know when he was laying in the tomb, he wasn't there. He was dealing with some other important duties as, a, as the spirit. But when he resurrected from the dead, they know who he is now. And they know their time is short. In Jeremiah 10, this gives you a glimpse of what Jeremiah saw in Judah. For the customs of the people are vain. For one cuts a tree out of the forest, the work of the hands of the workmen with the axe. They deck it with silver and gold. They fasten it with nails and with hammers and that it move not. They are upright as the palm tree, but speak not. They must needs be born because they cannot go. They cannot walk, in other words. Be not afraid of them, for they cannot do evil, neither also is it in them to do good. For as much as there is none like unto thee, O Lord, thou art great, and thy name is great in might. Now see, this is, this is how these people got in trouble. And Jeremiah is going to preach for them for a long time, and they won't listen. But there were people in at the time of Jeremiah that believed what he said. In verse 24, it says, Behold, you are of nothing, and your work of naught. An abomination is he that chooses you. Because when God visits them, they're going to perish, as well as their gods. And because they're serving these other gods, they're committing fornication against the Lord.
Now, in 2 Thessalonians 2, 7, that's where we get, for the mystery of iniquity does already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. Well, God isn't going to restrain it anymore because it's done. And when you talk about the Antichrist, 1 John 2.18 says, It is the last time, and as you have heard, that Antichrist shall come. Even now there are many Antichrists, whereby we know that it's the last time. So don't be fooled when someone says the Antichrist. There's Antichrists everywhere. You've got them living in America. They've been elected to public office. We're not looking for Antichrist. I can find Antichrist any day of the week in this country. Even certain religions are Antichrist. What we're looking for is the coming of the Lord. I ain't looking for the devil. I ain't looking for the beast. He shows up he has nothing on me. Because I serve a God who's able. And sure, in this war, Christians are going to die, among others. But he says, they overcame by the blood of the Lamb, the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. Father, we thank you for your word today. I pray, Father, that you will bless those that hear this word. Help them to be prepared for what comes. Undertake for those that are living in these tough times. Undertake for those that have COVID and sickness and their families are having trouble. Lord, make a way for them. I pray, Father, that the troubler among them will be removed in Jesus' name that the spirit of peace from the Lord God will fill them and that the redemption of the Lord will sustain them and bring them into your presence. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, in the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, streaming, and receiving of this word and the hearing of this word. Amen. Okay, Tower. hello hello that was some good tonight good teaching tonight good preaching teaching well there's a fire that burns deep within that's right thank god yeah well we made it through five verses Wow, that's amazing. Now I'm I'm kind of chuckling. Is that a record? <laughs> Whoop. Guess what? What? We're going to have to get going. Okay. That was our end of the show. Did you hear that? I did. Yeah, maybe they didn't hear it. They probably did. Yeah. Good night everybody. We love you. Thank you for joining us. Pray for us and your brethren around the world as we pray for you. And we pray God's best for you. In Jesus' name. Yep. We love you. Good night, everybody. Good night. 
Don't forget to go by warren-usa.com, danaglidensmith.com. Also, look for the book, The Rising, and go on over to our website, uh, our book site over on danaglidensmith.com. We have a list of a number of the top vendors of the book, The Rising. Stay tuned for more from The Rising, but uh, until next time, be blessed, be safe. Shalom. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.